line. Please state your emergency. The cockpit's not answering. Somebody's stabbed in business class. And um, I think there's mates that we can't breathe. I, I don't know. I think we're getting hijacked. Something, somebody hit uh, the World Trade Center or the... It's a trade center. The World trade trade center. center. There's a fire on the upper floors. This, Justin, you are looking at a, obviously a very disturbing live shot there. That is the World Trade Center, and we have unconfirmed reports this morning. That a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. We don't know anything more than that. We don't know if it was a commercial aircraft. We have no idea how many were on board or what is what the extent of the injuries are right now. Oh, my God. That looks like a second plane. Right oh, now. there's another one. Another plane just hit. <gasps> right? Oh, my God. Another plane has just hit. It hit another building. Flew right into the middle of it. Oh, oh my goodness. There's another this one. This seems to be on purpose. Oh, my goodness. Another now you. Plane? Now it's obvious, I think. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. You can see the firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers. A huge explosion now, raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way! We are getting reports that a part of the tower, the second tower, the one a, a bit further to the south of us, uh, has collapsed. We are checking on that. United 93, that traffic view is 1 o'clock, 12 miles eastbound, 370. Negative contact, we're looking at United 93. We've got a report from a guy at 24 of a cloud of black smoke off his left. Wellington 97. But we don't have confirmation. United Airlines flight number 93 left Newark at 8.01 this morning on en route to San Francisco. It went down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. The North Tower, the North Tower. Oh my God, there it goes! I hope I live. I hope I live. It's coming down on me. And there's, you can see, perhaps the second tower, the front tower, the top portion of which is collapsing. Good Lord. Both trade towers where thousands of people work on this day, Tuesday, have now been attacked and destroyed. There is simply no way to accurately describe the emotion this evokes.
September 11 will go down in our history as a day to remember. None of us will ever forget the pictures of our courageous firefighters and police, many of whom have lost friends and colleagues, or the hundreds of people attending or standing patiently in line to donate blood. A tragedy like this could have torn our country apart, but instead, it has united us. This event can give a message of hope. Hope for the present and hope for the future. The cross tells us that God understands our sin and our suffering. And from the cross, God declares, I love you. The story does not end with the cross. For Easter points us beyond the tragedy of the cross to the empty tomb. It tells us that there is hope for eternal life, for Christ has conquered evil and death and hell. My prayer today is that we will feel the loving arms of God wrapped around us and will know in our hearts that he will never forsake us as we trust in him. And this is going to be a day that we will remember as a day of victory. May God bless you all. That was 22 years ago, yesterday. The question I have for you is, have you forgotten? Never forget was the motto. And I will never forget. I was born in Manhattan. I was raised in the Bronx. Never forget the day where I was when this tragic event happened. And life here in the United States has not been the same since that day. Countless wars, liberties taken from us. Study the Patriot Act and all the surveillance of American citizens it has allowed. The power it has given the government to curtail our civil liberties. 9-11 was a tragedy that goes beyond just the physical buildings, the people who died that we honor every year. We can never forget that they paid for their with their lives simply by living in the land of the free. We can't forget the emotions we felt. Put yourself back there again. We all sensed a sense of unity, that we wanted to right what was wrong in this country. People were seeking after God. God. The synagogues were packed. The churches were packed. People were searching for deeper meaning. And yet, 22 years later, 
I hardly see remembrance of this day on Facebook or on Twitter. People are more concerned with football and sports and day-to-day life. Some joking about the Giants losing 49-0, saying that September 10th will be a day New Yorkers will never forget in just a position to 9-11. I didn't say anything to that social media person because I didn't want to lose my mind. And for those of us who have a Christian faith, we know that 9-11 was just more than a terrorist attack. It was an attack on the religious freedom of this country. But wait a minute. We still have religious freedom, you say. But those of us who know our scripture, those of us who know where prophecy is headed, little by little since that day, liberty of conscience has been under attack. The government has become more authoritative. Just look at what happened during the COVID years, not only in this country, but around the world, how they were quick to trample our civil liberties, to trample our liberty of conscience. Let's not forget that day. But it's not about politics. It's not about voting people in or out. It's about each individual taking responsibility for their own families, their own neighborhoods, getting back to civilized society. Our politicians these days are really abusing their responsibilities. When people in Congress go into Congress, not millionaires, and then come back out of it or stay for life till their 80s, and now they're worth over $300 million at the expense of the taxpayer. Insider trading is abundant, no civility. We have lost our sense of reality. Where two plus two equal five, where everything is racist, where men and women don't know who they are. We are letting anarchy rule the day. And it all stems from this day, where we were helpless to stop these buildings from collapsing, where the fire engines could do nothing. These mighty buildings, the symbol of American economy, the symbol of global trading, collapse on that day. But it took more than just that symbol. It has taken America in a trajectory which we don't want to go to. Some will say it's inevitable. And I believe so. It's inevitable. However, we can do as much as we can to to keep it at bay, to keep it from happening in our lifetime. And we must point people to the only solution, and that is 
a personal relationship in obedience to Jesus Christ. When 9-11 happened, I was just getting my life back to Christ. I was just beginning to realize that life without him means nothing. I will never forget. I hope you never forget. But it's not about fixing this country politically. It's about fixing hearts one at a time. This country needs a spiritual revival. This country needs Jesus Christ at its center. Some would argue that that could never happen as a country. And I'm not talking about force worship. I'm talking about liberty of conscience, but a true revival where, where it comes from the heart of the people we turn back to God. Each year we have more and more lawlessness thinking that lawlessness is a solution to what ails society. And yet the more relaxed we get with our laws, the more anarchy abounds from the poor to the rich. So my appeal to you, the individual listening to this, is to seek after truth. No matter where you want to start seeking, seek after truth. And I promise you this, if you're sincere about it, when you hit the bottom of the barrel of truth, you will find none other than Jesus Christ waiting for you. But he's not only waiting for you, he's actually seeking for you. That still small voice you hear that sometimes secular people want to call conscience, it's God calling you to come home. Because there is a day worse than 9-11 coming. A day where everybody in the world is going to have to choose whether you are going to obey God or you're going to obey man. And unless we start preparing for that day today, you will not make the right decision then. But my favorite verse in the Bible, my favorite verse in scripture, my favorite promise is that Jesus himself promises that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Since 9-11, since I returned to God, I have never, ever, not even in my worst days, have felt abandoned by God. He has been there every step of the way. God bless you and never forget. But above all, get your life right with your maker.